0: Hey everybody, I'm Larry Little, and you're listening and watching Crossing the Line, a podcast where we talk with leaders about the moment in their life when they cross the line from leading with their head to leading with their heart, and from leading with their heart to leading with their head. But this episode, in fact, for for several episodes, we're going to do something different. Uh, we're still going to offer you good podcasts, and we're still going to have leaders come on and and talk on the show. But we're also going to take some time to tell you about something we're very excited about. It's a new book. It was just released not long ago, and it's called, well, you got it, Crossing the Line. And it's called Crossing the Line because I wanted to offer a book to help people to think about how they lead. You know, I have... Walked with leaders for years now, and, and it's been such an honor to, to be able to look into their leadership and to learn from them and, and walk with them and hopefully serve and help them. But I discovered that there are leaders who were incredible uh, execution type leaders. They could get things done, I mean, they could make it happen, but they were burning their people out. They, they certainly could make things go, but they could also uh, burn burn the ones they needed to make it go out and the culture would disintegrate. And then there were those inspirational leaders who could set vision and, and I mean, really cast that, that mission in front of them. But many times um, their credibility was damaged because they couldn't execute. They, they had great ideas, they had great dreams and visions, and they could rah-rah everybody around them. But when it came time to really put the nuts and bolts into place, to putting those, those action out, it just didn't happen. Um, so so I, I found this this disconnect, if you will, this line, if you will, between those who could execute, kind of below the line is what I call that. and those who could set the vision and dream kind of above the line. So I wrote a book about it to help us to learn to cross the line. And I think it's the secret to effective leadership. I think it's a secret to effective relationships. So we're going to take some time. And I'm just going to kind of talk us through that. And I invite you to check out the book, Crossing the Line. You can get it on Amazon or wherever you get books. And you certainly can email us. We'd we'd be honored to get you a copy of it. But it's called Crossing the Line. And we're going to talk about this uh, for the next several episodes. We're going to break them up into short uh, episodes so you don't have to listen to the whole thing. But we are going to go through this. And I hope it will be helpful to you. And I hope you'll learn a little bit more. And I hope you'll take the challenge to cross the line. So I want to spend a bit of time talking about this, this equation that I developed around leadership, around crossing the line. You know, What in the world do I mean when I say cross the line? And the concept is this. If you think about leadership styles, if you think about uh, personalities even, if you think about relationships, um, there are really basically two kinds of, of people, if you really boil it all down. Uh, there are those that are people driven they they have that ability to to connect to others easily they have the ability to to verbally communicate those kinds of things they enjoy that they enjoy the people side of life and then there are the task driven people who really enjoy getting things done who enjoy just look just let's let's get a goal let's go after it let's conquer that hill now obviously there's there're combinations of all but In the book, Crossing the Line, I start with kind of describing those personality types. And in my Make a Difference book, you remember, we we talked about the four personalities, the monkey, the turtle, the lion, and the camel. And the much-loved monkeys and tranquil turtles, they live above the line. They're people-driven, person-driven. The leading lions and competent camels, they they live below the line because they're more task-oriented. They like to to get big tasks or small tasks. Lions are big tasks. Camels are small tasks. that's kind of the task driven people. Once again, I understand I'm generalizing, but this is just to help us to think through how we lead and and how we care about others in our relationships personally as well. So here's the deal. If that's the case, and there's this imaginary line where monkeys and turtles are up, lions and and camels are below the line... how do we cross the line to speak each other's language? Because effective leadership means we really have to do both. So I created this equation, if you will, that above the line, if we follow this equation, it will equal focused alignment. So that equation will allow us to, to create alignment with everybody before we go below the line to execute. And below the line, I have an equation. And that, that equation, if we follow that equation, that will give us measured execution. So. You have focused alignment above the line, that's your goal. And measured execution below the line. I say measured because it's gotta be, we gotta know where we're executing and doing the right thing. So it's gotta be measured. measured execution below the line. So, you know, the the monkeys and, and the turtles, the people that are that are people driven, they um they have a natural propensity to to do well above the line. That's that's not their deal. They they you know, they've got that. Hey, we can create a line money, we can talk. I still think the equation will help you, but that's gonna be easier for them probably. The real issue is those tasks driven people below the line how do they get up above the line because what they'll tell me i've heard them say it for years is you know i I just don't i i don't i'm not good with people i I just you know i don't i don't need let me just send an email i really don't i don't like people actually Uh, if i could just get the job done and so leadership is about getting into that uncomfortable zone so that so that they can create focused alignment and then, you know, I've had people above the line tell me, you know, I, I love the, that people side, but you know, when it gets down to the details and it gets down to the structure, it's just not my thing. And I'm just, not, you know, I'm not very good at it. And I don't really like that. I wanna give that to somebody else. And, and, and all that's okay, but if you can't go below the line to execute effectively, then you really lose credibility with people above and below the line. So it's really about being uncomfortable to go below the line so that you can get stuff done. And that's important in a relationship and it's important in a business. It's important both professionally uh, and in your personal life. So I want to talk to you about that for for just a minute to kind of set that stage for you. And uh, let's look at above the line. What do I mean by that equation? We'll talk about that. Then we'll talk about below the line. And then how do we cross the line, which is really important. Um, So. Above the line, the equation starts and, and, you know, we we have to think about it in terms of when we we are trying to get alignment with people, where where does it begin? It starts with expectations. It starts with um, saying, you know, let's make sure we are communicating what we expect from one another. In a relationship, it's let's talk about our relationship expectations. What do I expect of you as a friend? What do I expect of you as a spouse? What do I expect of you um, as my child or as a parent? Or what do I expect in this relationship? And just verbalizing those expectations. Now, remember, that'll be very uncomfortable for some of us. It'll be very natural for others. But it's, it's building this equation to help us to create. Now, the thing you don't want to do is you're creating these expectations. Don't limit. Don't don't say, well, we're only going to do one or two, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. Just brainstorm. Here are the things that we expect. If we're on a leadership team or we're on a team in a business, we're on a team in an organization. What do you expect of these team members? And I mean brainstorm it, put it all over the wall, write down all the expectations you can think of to say this is what we expect. The second thing, and when you do that, is it's priorities. So once you Once you have those expectations, we're gonna talk about this uh, in in a bit, but it's about creating priorities, then it's about creating commitment. So there's your above the line equation. It's expectations plus priorities plus commitment equals focused alignment. We'll talk about that more in just a minute. I wanna give you below the line. Below the line is goals plus data plus accountability equals measured execution. Goals plus data plus accountability equals Measured execution. No surprises here. This is not rocket science, guys. This is just about being intentional. I mean, you're the brilliant ones. You know how to lead. You know how to how to care for others in, in relationships. This is about giving you a tool so that you can do what you want to do. You know, so you can do what you you ultimately want to do, but you know how to do. You just haven't done it. So here's what I want you to do. Think about this for a minute. This equation. Are you are you a people-oriented person? Or are you a task-oriented person? And here's a question for you. Which place are you more comfortable, above the line or below the line? And are you willing to take the challenge to learn to cross that line in order to make your team stronger, your organization more efficient, and more importantly, your personal relationships more full and rich? I challenge you. Think about that and choose to cross the line because when you do, you're going to make a difference. So I knew this leader one time. He he was a great guy. I mean, he had he had really good people skills. He was really easy to talk to and, and fun to be around. Uh, but his team and his organization, they were imploding. Uh, there was there was um, the culture was toxic, backbiting, and and just they weren't. They were all frustrated. When I met with his team, uh, they were frustrated. So I dug into that a little bit, and, and I began to ask some questions, and and they said, you know, we're just tired of the we're just tired of the rah rahs that we get in team meetings. We're we're tired of you know he's putting he put up the the vision and mission statements all over the place, and and that. And then they said that's fine, that's good, but they said we're still not meeting our numbers. They said we're still not. Performing in our teams in this in this large company, we're not performing. Our division is not performing the way that that it needs to, and it seems all we're getting is just you know inspirational speeches from our leader. So there was a disconnect there, and and I had to really think about that because the leader, if you if you've been listening and and hanging out with us on, on our crossing the line um, explanation of the book uh, that we've just released, uh, you know that line there, there was a disconnect because he was above the line, the leader, and below the line, it seemed like his team members were kind of squarely below the line and they weren't connecting. So that's why I wanted us to take a look and that's really why I wrote the book, so that I could help us to learn to cross the line effectively. So how do you do that? And want to kind of jump into, remember we talked about above the line equation and below the line equation in our in our last episode. We're gonna talk now we're gonna talk about above the line. I'm gonna kinda dig in to above the line, to what that is, how do you create focused alignment above the line? Then we can get below the line. We'll talk about that in the next episode and what that equation looks like. And then we'll talk about what this leader really needed to do as an above the line leader. He really needed to learn to cross the line to below. And his team members needed some structure in order to to cross the line to go up and create that focused alignment. So we're gonna talk about all that. But the bottom line is, I think it's a real need. I think learning to lead others out of our comfort zone is incredibly important. So let's talk about above the line, let's jump in that for just a minute above the line the first part of that equation is expectations remember it's expectations plus priorities plus um commitment expectation plus priorities plus commitment equals focused alignment so how do you get to focused alignment above the line that's where we're going to hang out for for just a minute so the very first step is to create expectations i have um I've also had the opportunity to walk with people in their relationships for several years. And I've seen that, you know, one of the things that destroys relationships is when two people are in in that relationship with very different expectations of each other and of the relationship. And they do this thing that we all do and it, it always ends badly. <laughs> they, mm-hmm, well, they make assumptions she should know this. He should know this. Cer- certainly, he knows this. Well, every time I um, I make assumptions, I well, you know the saying, right? I, let's just say I get in trouble. Uh, I, I make a you know an ass out of myself, and I you know I thought about that. And if we could learn to set expectations on the front end, it destroys assumptions. Because we've communicated. That's why it's really important to set expectations in your relationships. What do I mean by that? Well, what do you expect from her? What do you expect from him? What do you expect from your friend? Do do you want verbal communication? When things are are really important, would you prefer them to write down and let you process it and then then come back and you write something down? How do you want to process hard conversations? Um, where, Where do you want this relationship to go? Where do you see it uh, heading in three years, five years, 10 years? What is it about this relationship that really uh, excites you and, and that you really want to focus on? What gives you energy in this relationship and what drains energy from you in this relationship about the other person? Those are really good conversations to have. No matter if you've been with somebody for six months or or you know, six years or 60 years, it's still really good to continue to have the courage to say, this is what I expect of you. Hey, can we talk, you know, can we just talk about expectations? So when we do that on a team, it looks like, hey guys and gals, let's talk, let's sit down and talk about, what do we expect from these from this team? What what do we want our team members to be punctual? We want them to have their cameras on if it's Zoom and it's hybrid culture. Do we want, do we expect in-person meetings? Do we want engagement? Do we want what do we expect from that? So what are the expectations from our own team members? Do we ever have those conversations? No, we just assume that they'll be on time. We just assume that they understand the importance of what we're doing and they'll be engaged. No, no, no. Let's talk about it. And let's have um, the the time and the space to say, here is the way our team is going to function in the future. And maybe even create some norms for your team. These are the norms. These are the expectations. That's really important. And I mentioned this on the last episode, but don't limit yourself in, in, in terms of, well, I'm only going to set three expectations. No, no, no. Brainstorm, set all kind of expectations, as many as you can, so you can move to the next step. And the next step is to prioritize. Now, here's the problem. See, if you set all those expectations and you go, okay, we're gonna work on them all. Well, you're gonna be frustrated it's going to cause it to you to be chaotic, maybe even confused. What you got to do is say this, say, think through this and go, wait a minute, this is hard, but I have to do it. Let's prioritize the expectations. Let's pick one or two or three. These are the top three that we're going to focus on. These are the things that we're going to focus on, but we're not going to try to tackle everything. Let's get these and then we'll come back and pick three more. It's really a mistake that we all make. And that is that we don't, prioritize our expectations. We don't focus in on, on what we want to work on. We think, well, let's just work on them all. No, without being intentionally focused, you're not going to be able to achieve that um, that that executing on the expectations that you set. It's too many. So prioritize. What are the top three? Top three that you're committing to in this relationship. Top three that you want on this team. And then you move to the I think it's the, the, the piece that is most of the time it's where really teams go off track and relationships kind of go sideways. And that is commitment. Boy, that sounds easy, but we go back to that assumption word. When we assume that we're all committed, we derail ourselves. So what I'm asking you to do is once you identify those top three priorities, you get a commitment from that person that Look, I'm committed to work on this. I need to know that you are. What does that look like? It looks like having that verbal commitment on teams. It's like, are we, before we leave this room, are we all committed that we're going to work on these three things that, that we know we're going to work on having hard conversations? We're all committed to do the hard work around that. We know we're going to work on, on having better communication skills when we come to meetings and keeping our meetings efficient and, and on. We're going to work on making sure that we have touch points every day to make Make sure we're on track. Whatever your expectations are, whatever those three things are, get an intentional commitment. You might want to write it down. Here are our commitments. And, and we've had teams to sign that. Sign that document. You Even if it's a A post-it note, big post-it note, have them sign it. It's visible, it's tangible, it works. So don't skip the commitment piece because if you get that commitment, then you can go back and we'll talk about it later, but then you can hold them accountable. You can't hold them accountable to what they don't commit to. They can say, yeah, we agree with the expectations, we agree with the priorities. That's great and I'm gonna walk out of the room and keep doing what I'm gonna do. Yeah, it was a nice session, Larry, it was really good, you know, it was a really nice session, but nothing happens. And before you can move to execution, you've gotta have commitment on the alignment. That way, everybody in that room is now aligned. You have focus, they're focused in on these and they're aligned to say, we are committed. This relationship now is focused, we're gonna work on these because we're committed, so we're aligned in our relationship. Doesn't that sound good? We're aligned in our relationship. We're, we're moving toward the same thing. That's very exciting to me because that's where relationships flourish. That's where teams really become galvanized. That commitment piece is incredibly important. Set your expectations, prioritize them, and then above all else, make that commitment and you will experience focused alignment. That's the equation above the line. I challenge you, if you're not comfortable doing it, do it anyway. Make that decision to cross that line to create focused alignment And that's when you're going to make a difference. I was working with this couple, and they had it all they were highly successful, they were highly motivated. She was an executive um, at a company, in fact, owned part of that company. Uh, He was highly successful in in what he did. He worked for a larger company and he was very successful. They had the house, they had the car, they had the kids, they had it all. I mean, they were were blowing and they were going and they were, um, you know, I guess we used to call that, you know, they were a power couple, uh, if you will. Yeah. but uh, their their marriage was on the rocks. It was well. It was past on the rocks. It was it was in really bad shape. Their relationship had really deteriorated till all they did was was work. They just they just worked on their on their individual careers, and they went out make no mistake about it. They could come together if there was a project to do, uh, if there was a house to build, or or something they were going after. They could come together, and and man, they could get that done. They could they could go after things and get them done. But When it came to sitting down and talking, when it came to uh, intimacy, when it came to connection, when it came to having hard conversations, those hard conversations either blew up into massive arguments, or they just went their own way and they were very uh, isolated and passive, so there, it was, there was no resolution. That, so that just built up and built up and they separated and they continued to be apart uh, emotionally, they continued then to be apart physically, they continued to be apart mentally until their marriage ended unfortunately. And I've thought about that a lot, a lot uh, through the years. I've thought about what was, they were so awesome. Both of those people were so awesome. And I think it really is a result of two people being below the line who didn't understand how to cross the line to, to to understand how to set expectations, priorities, and and commitments. And that's why I really hope you listen to to the last episode because we talk about what above the line is. I just don't think they understood how to get there. And we're gonna talk about that later in these podcasts. But I think it's really important to understand if you're above the line or if you're below the line, it's incredibly important to learn to cross the line to the place that you're uncomfortable. I wanna take a few minutes um, and talk to you about below the line. What what I mean when I say that, is, what is below the line? Below the line is once we've created focused alignment up top, we're aligned on our on our expectations, priorities, and commitment, then it's time to execute. It's time to, to put your money where your mouth is, I guess. It's time to get things done and not just talk about them. Some of you are getting really excited about that right now. You're loving that. Yes, Larry, finally you got there. I know. I get it. Um, but let me tell you what below the line is. And then we're going we're gonna to stop there, and then we're going to come back and talk about how do we cross the line and what keeps us from crossing the line, and we'll talk about how to do it. So don't don't get too ahead of me. Right now, we're still kind of figuring out what this thing uh, is uh, below the line, and, and we've already defined above the line. So below the line begins uh, with, with goals. Now, you said, didn't we set expectations right? Expectations are kind of much more general we're gonna have good conversation. We expect to, to respect one another. Those are expectations. Goals are more, these are the specific things we're going after. If you don't have goals, you're never gonna execute. So goals are really important. And you know every relationship should have goals. What are your goals as a family? What are your goals in this relationship as, as spouses? What are your goals um, for, your children. What are your goals? And and on the team, we've we need goals. We need to know what are we going after specifically. If if um, it, let's just say our expectation is to have a hard conversation, how do you, or to learn to have hard conversations? How how do you do that? Well, our goals would be. We're going to talk about the components of hard conversations every month. (laughs) We're going to put that in our agenda. We're going to. So it's really making something tangible. It's taking the expectations that are kind of, you know, in the air and bringing them down to something tangible. So goals are tangible things that we want to go after. Now, let me tell you this. Um, worked with teams who have had great expectations, priorities, and commitment, but they're just, because their leaders were inspirational leaders, and I say that in, in by meaning they, they could inspire people, they were people-driven, but they never could set those goals. Like they can never be disciplined enough. See, goal setting takes discipline, and and you know I I knew a leader one time. He was he's brilliant actually. I, I still know him. He's brilliant. He he's just a, an incredible leader, um, and he's really 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 you know accomplished some things personally, but when it comes to leading others he really struggles because he can't set goals for his team. He can't be disciplined enough. He is so brilliant that he can't articulate all of his thoughts or moving at, you know, 120 miles an hour and he can't bring them in to structure, to set goals. Structure is the key to success in executing and, and structuring relationships, having the discipline to say, we're going to set goals for this relationship. And then the second piece of the equation really is important. Once we set those goals, it's, And remember, the goals need to be aligned around what we did above the line. They need to be aligned around our priorities, you know, that commitment, the commitment to what? To set goals. So, we set those goals, and and then the next step is to collect data. If you don't collect data, then you're not going to ever know if you're accomplishing what you want to. Are we, you know, the question is, are we really going over those competencies we said we were to have hard conversations? Um, do we have data to show that? Are we reviewing that data in a relationship? You're like Larry, what are you talking about data in a relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we are we listing our goals out? Are we going back and looking at the—you know, I have—just um, just personally, um, I'm married to someone who's clearly below the line, um, and and I have a tendency to go above, and sometimes I go below. Um, she kind of married an above-the-line person who's now transformed into a below-the-line guy, okay? So there are a lot of reasons for that, but but that's kind of where we are. But I needed—in in our relationship— I needed some data to help us achieve some of the goals that we would sit and talk about. I love sitting and and having coffee and creating that alignment, you know, together. I love that. But really wasn't going anywhere. We just kind of had that alignment. And we had goals. But until I started collecting data, I never really could get us to find leverage and movement so I created a spreadsheet of our goals. I created a, this is, this is kind of where we are. And it's, it's really cool. We'll go back and, and review that every so often. And, and some goals we hit, some goals we don't. But, but at least we're making traction now on, on some of our goals we give ourselves permission to fail and that's fine. That's a whole nother podcast. But the, the 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 point is you can create data by listing your goals. You can create data by being accountable to going back and visiting the goals in the relationship. Are we on track? Are we not? And more importantly, why or why not on a team? I challenge you. If you set goals, if you said I was notorious for asking our team in, in our company uh, to do things. And until my partner in our in our company said, Larry, you, you asked people to do things, but there's no accountability, there's no data, there's no, you don't go back. And I'm learning that, and I've learned that through the years that if I ask someone to do something, set a goal for them, and I don't have data to track that, then I'm frustrating them because I'm asking them to do something that's vague. They don't know if they're really accomplishing it or not according to what I wanted. So I'm learning to make to make sure I always come back with, with some data around, here's how we're doing. Let's look at that. Let's be data. I always say we're a data-driven organization as a as a leadership consulting organization. We're data-driven. And that's been an intentional decision uh, to, to move from being totally above the line to, having that data below the line. And that leads to accountability. Accountability is the lack. Because if I look at the data and I don't do anything with it, well, you know, we're just not meeting our goals, not meeting our goals. I'll share something with you guys that gets on my last nerve. I mean, <laughs> I'm really results oriented. In, in my vernacular, I'm, I'm probably have transformed into this lion, you know, kind of below the line lion many times. And, and if I set goals and I look at the data and we continue not to meet the goals that we set over and over again, yeah, I don't mind failing, but if we can't learn from that and, and make progress, whew, it's one of my greatest frustrations, right? If there's no accountability. Accountability says, let's look at the data from our goals, and let's make adjustments. If we're if we're hitting our numbers, if we're, if the data says we're hitting our goals, let's celebrate. That's important. You know, our alignment has allowed us to execute. But if we're not, for the love of all that's good and right, let's change directions. <laughs> let's let's do something different. You know, um, it just drives me crazy to to sit and look at the same data over and over again that says the same thing that we're we're continually not progressing to where we want to be um you know so so what is that the definition of stupid right you keep doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result i think somebody said i mean yeah so anyway okay off my off my pet peeve pedestal i guess so goals collect the data hold yourselves accountable to make changes and tweak, celebrate the victories, but make tweaks where you need to. That process when you do that and you go back up and hit that above the line equation again and set more priorities, I promise you that's a way to make progress in your personal relationships and on your teams professionally. When you choose to cross the line like that, that's when you're really gonna make a difference.